Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. There you go. It is Thursday, November 30th, <laughs> seven minutes after nine. Let's explain to everybody how good I am at my job, Casey. Yeah. I just, a little inside baseball here, and you know I hate to take a victory lap, but I'm going to take a victory lap on this one. Okay. So, you attempted to talk. I did. There was no audio. <laughs> I was talking away. And I'm sitting here, and I attempted to talk, and there was no audio. <laughs> and I, because I was a producer yeah. on this ra- this very time slot, yes. I wasn't a good producer, <laughs> mainly because I didn't care. It yeah. wasn't that I didn't have the technical knowledge. It's I just didn't have the want to. But because I was a producer <laughs> in this time slot, <laughs> I diagnosed the problem from my seat, yeah. not even in front of the board, and voila, here. Here we are Fix the on the airwaves. Okay, so we've got Noah and Jack producing today. Kevin, how many days off does Kevin have, What by would the that way? make me, by the way? Am I now an associate producer of today's show? Because, you know, like in music, if you write even Executive one, producer. one line of a yes. song, you get credit, mm-hmm. and the money is in the production mm-hmm. in the film world, which mm-hmm. is why people want the producer credit. So is that what I would be since I have helped produce the show today? I think we can call you maybe executive producer. Ah, very good. Yeah, we'll put I just, you in that slot. Everybody's just so lucky to have me. <laughs> and I don't think most so people realize grateful. how lucky they actually are to have me. You're here. Who else could do all the things that I do, Casey? You're so smart, Rob Kendall. It's amazing. <laughs> it is eight minutes after nine. It is Kendall and Casey on I didn't even look at the board. I knew what the problem was. You are wound up today. We have a lot to cover today, but we're going to begin with Elon Musk because that guy nearly (laughs) broke the internet last night. And by all accounts, it's mostly his to break at this point. Yeah, he His hubris was on full display. He was on stage at the New York Times Deal Book Summit and he... Wow. He he said a lot of things and should we just get right to the big one? I I got a question for you here. Yeah. Use the word hubris Mm -hmm. and I did a quick... uh, Google search of the definition on that mm-hmm. and their dictionary. You should sa- be familiar with it because uh, you have it too. <laughs> it says excessive pride mm-hmm. or self-confidence. Is Hello, that, we open the show with your hubris. It, well, okay, but I'm saying in the case of Elon Musk, is it hubris mm-hmm. or is it just I'm telling the truth? Mm. Like me earlier, mm-hmm. is it hubris or am I telling you the truth that I am probably the only person in this building who could not only do an award-nominated radio show, but also produce and mm-hmm. diagnose mm-hmm. technical errors from my seat, not even looking at the board. What was the definition? Excessive pride? <laughs> or self-confidence. Or self-confidence? That but it's the truth. That doesn't sound like anything you were doing. Is that the truth? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, whether it's truthful or just hubris, it was Elon Musk's day yesterday. It happened late in the evening. He uh, he had a message for all of his advertisers that want to start <laughs> boycotting his ex. He's got that money and then some. You don't want them to advertise? No. What do you mean? If somebody's going to try to blackmail me with advertising, blackmail me with money? Go f- yourself. Oh. But go f- yourself. <laughs> is that clear? I hope it is. Hey, Bob. <laughs> Sounds like you when you <laughs> say hi to people. So here's a list of all the companies. So wait, wait, wait. Are you saying that Elon Musk and I are basically the same dude? <laughs> yeah, exactly the same. It's the same picture. 
It's the same picture. Uh, There's just a couple differences. I have pondered this. <laughs> have you ever done this like late at night where you'll be sitting there and you'll wonder how you got where you are? <laughs> like, have you just done like ever done reflections upon your life? Every morning in the shower before <laughs> I come into work. <laughs> I will do this and I will often do this as I'm journaling to my, my daughters. Most mm -hmm. of our audience knows I write a daily journal to her and sometimes it's just things she did or things that happened. And then sometimes they're kind of like life thoughts that I want her to to hang on to long after I'm gone and kind of work through her world with and I will I will do this while I'm writing this journal like I will ponder different avenues and and why your life ended up and hey if I had gone left instead of right mm -hmm. where would I be what would I be doing and I I wonder because as we've now deciphered this is one of these moments except instead of a journal I'll do it publicly for tens of thousands of people to hear I wonder because since Elon and I are basically the same guy <laughs> How did he end up the world's <laughs> richest man, and I ended up here? What 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 happened? I think you're not pondering enough on that. He he's done some stuff that that you haven't quite got to yet. Your bank accounts just a little bit different. Rob's rocket go boom. Uh huh. <laughs> Uh, so he's telling his advertisers he's he doesn't care. He's got the money and then some to say it. A uh, list of the companies that are pulling their ads from X, Apple, Disney, The Washington Post, Paramount, NBC, Marvel, IBM, Sony Pictures, CBS, The Colbert Show, Comcast, Lionsgate, and Warner Brothers Discovery. Uh, it is a great position he's in, and this is why. Isn't it interesting in life the, it seems, at least it has seemed for me, the reason people, now mine is in a political world, and it is much smaller, obviously, than the world that Elon Musk plays in. But once again, same guy, same issue. <laughs> sure. The reason people hate me is there's no, there's no like, leverage over me. I don't want to be in politics. I don't want to be in the club. I don't want to go to the dinners. I don't want to be liked by these people. I, you know, I, there, so there's no leverage over me from the standpoint of we're going to badmouth you and ostracize you in, in the Republican Party. Oh, great. Get in line. Same thing with him on a much bigger level. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're not going to give me your money. Well, luckily, I'm the world's richest man, so I don't need your money. Yep. He doesn't need it and he doesn't care. And that's good. Here he is explaining the importance of free speech. Uh, it no longer does. So, you know, there's a reason for the First Amendment. Um, the reason for the First Amendment for freedom of speech is because the, the, the people that immigrated to this country uh, came from places where there was not freedom of speech. And, and they were like, you know what, we've we, we, we got to make sure that that's constitutional. Um, because where they came from, if they said something, they'd be put in prison. Or there'd be, you know, something bad would happen to them. So, uh, and freedom of speech, you have to say, when is it relevant? It's only relevant when, when someone you don't like can say something you don't like, or it, ha it has no meaning. Um, and, and, and as soon as you sort of, you know, throw in the towel and concede to censorship, it is only a matter of time before someone censors you. And that is why yeah. we have the First Amendment. Mm -hmm. Bingo. Okay. And, 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 and just real quick on this. The reason they hate him, just to be clear about the last specific, about the last thing we talked about, discussed, mm -hmm. was 
there is no leverage over him. So it's just vile hate. Mm -hmm. The leverage, a lot of people who are nice to people aren't actually fans of or friends of or care about those people. They just have enough leverage that everybody can get along and certain people can be subservient to certain people. You know where you see this? more than any place else is in the public education system. Like if you take a public school system in Indiana and you are subservient to whether it's a superintendent or the school board or you rah-rah around the school if they want a stupid, you know, whatever it might be, referendum or DEI or whatever, then they're really going to like you and they're going to say what a great guy you are. But the moment there's any pushback, you could be 95% the biggest cheerleader you've ever seen in the public education system, but the moment there's a pushback on these referendums or whatever, the vicious and the nasty comes out because they're not actually nice people. And once they people lose leverage over you, then you see who they really are. And the reason they hate Elon Musk so much is there is no leverage over him. There's nothing you're going to do to him. Pull your sponsors, pull your money, boycott. He don't care. He doesn't care. And that's the thing. He says, what I care about is the reality of goodness, not the perception of it. And what I see all over the place is people who care about looking good while doing evil. Yeah. And look, it's so important what he is doing. Now, we have said this many, many times. Elon Musk is not a great guy. He's not your buddy. I mean, anybody that wants to like insert brain chips into people, not somebody you want to be palling around with. However, mm-hmm. in this case, both things can be true that Elon Musk is, a, a, you know, a cunning profiteer who exists to make a lot, a lot, a lot of money. And promote himself, and he wants to be, you know, he is sort of, in a sense, the modern-day kind of P.T. Barnum type of guy. However, it can also be true, that that can be true, and also what he is doing with Twitter and his promotion of Twitter and opening the world up to free speech. You can all you can also recognize one thing and applaud the other thing, and in this case, that's what we should be doing. Okay, so X really holds up the mirror to society, right? It's both good and bad. There's toxic and non-toxic. And you don't have to be on it. And if exactly, you can choose to not open the app. Right. And he's saying you can choose not to advertise. I don't care. Haven't have you? And we talked about this. That, that I've I've done this it's very ne- much like this radio show, Rob. Exactly. Also similar to it, you. It, you can choose to listen or not listen. Absolutely. So when in in your social media behavior is your own choice like I, I have stopped not totally if it's a politician or a name person I'll kind of clap back at him because it's somebody with some clout and is worth my time of trying to have some fun with or embarrass or whatever uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna pull shenanigans but I've largely stopped fighting with people on social media because it's like what what is the point my platform they crave my platform why would I give someone? who craves my platform and level of ability to reach people, why would I promote that person? I'm helping them, even if I'm winning, air quote, the argument against them. It's social media. Mm -hmm. It don't matter. And so if you don't like Twitter, don't use it. If you don't like the way Elon Musk engages on Twitter, don't follow him. Go sit under a tree, read a book, uh, join a band. What you know, whatever, Casey. You are not required to engage in this platform, and the engagement is all of your own choosing. One last thing that he said at this Deal Book Summit was that he will not vote for Joe Biden in twenty four. If, if it's if it's a Biden Trump election, for example, I think I would not vote for Biden. 
Okay, there you go. Uh, So we had an American diplomat who passed away yesterday, 100 years old, Henry Kissinger. Would you take 100 even right now? Somebody said, Casey, we'll give you 100. You don't get, you wouldn't get any more, but you also don't have to get less. Like if you, it's like, what was the game show with Howie Mandel where he was the host, uh, where they'd open the briefcases? The... Deal, deal, deal or no deal, yeah. where he would, the guy would call down and say, here's your offer, mm-hmm. or you can keep opening briefcases. Right. If someone said, Casey, I will give you 100 years mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. and no more briefcases, that means you don't get 105 years, but you also don't get 80 years. Right. Would you take 100 years on this earth? Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah. I mean, isn't that the goal? I think that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's coming up. It's 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. 24 minutes after 9, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So Henry Kissinger has passed away at the age of 100, a very powerful Secretary of State, both celebrated and reviled. His legacy will resonate. It really depends on how you feel about this guy. And you know the rule here, Casey, when famous mm. Powerful people pass away. The rule is we we treat them as we would want to be treated. Let me rephrase that. I treat them as I would want to be treated. You're still very nice to everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is say the things in death you said about them in life. If you loved them, you say it. If you reviled them, you say it. And I want the people to do the exact same thing to me. And Kissinger, just like with any other powerful politician or you know person of power in the government, it's a very mixed bag yeah. because the reality is Kissinger was very influential in the opening of chi- relations with China, which yep. led to the rise of the Chinese mm-hmm. and this mega monster that we see today. Had Nixon not gone and done that and Kissinger was a huge supporter of that, we would not likely see the China that we see today with many of the problems they cause. He also... And Nixon, obviously Nixon was the president, so it ultimately lied with him, failed for many, many years on the negotiation of peace in Vietnam, despite the North North Koreans, the North Vietnamese being at the table because they were essentially bossed around by the South Vietnamese president. And it took many, many years to get something done that could have been done much quicker, but they were largely deferential to the South Vietnamese president for many years. So you have to equate all, take all of that into the equation when you talk about a guy's legacy, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah, he advised 12 different presidents throughout his life, and this morning, Chinese officials and their state media mourning the death of him. But to your point, he was uh, instrumental in opening up China to the world. So where would we be without him? What would that Chinese situation look like for us today had he not done that? He did. He was instrumental in ending the Vietnam War. However, it was on the back and the lives of many Cambodians who were destroyed because of his decisions. You know who Henry Kissinger was? And you see this a lot in sports more than any other place where People become far more famous after they've done the thing. Like they almost become a character of themselves. Great example is Dick Vitale. Mm-hmm. Dick Vitale became far more famous after being a coach because he became this Santa Claus like cartoony character. Dick Vitale was a very mediocre basketball coach, but now is this 
famous, kind of the face of college basketball, and everybody loves Dickie V, and uh, he's such an expert. Dick Vitale was not a very good basketball coach. Lee Corso, great example in college football. The guy who does college game day and puts the mascot you know, over his, over his head on who he picks to win, and oh, it's Lee Corso. Lee Corso was a mediocre kind of football coach who became way more famous after he was done and Kissinger's kind of the same way where because he lived so long and he had that kind of unique voice and mm-hmm. presence mm-hmm. he kind of became a character of himself and was maybe even more famous after he did the things than for the things that he did so nostalgia is definitely going to shape his legacy both uh, he had notoriety but surrounded by controversy as well Ooh. all right it's time for our all around indiana segment oh, rob this no. features the voiceover stylings of eric holcomb yes oh no you well, are really going to do this i'm really going to do every it day because it celebrates the great state of indiana no we it have- celebrates eric holcomb that's who it celebrates <laughs> this is not about <laughs> celebrating indiana <laughs> it's about eric holcomb figuring out other ways to for other people to pay for mm-hmm. him to get free publicity. So today we're going to talk about the Indiana Dunes. Oh. Beautiful national park on the south shore of Lake Michigan. Uh-huh. Ever been there? No, I haven't. You should totally go. It's beautiful. Home to the world's largest lakeshore dune. Here he is. Indiana is packed with beautiful, surprising places, and the dunes are certainly one of them. Right on the shore of Lake Michigan, Indiana Dunes is one of the nation's newest national parks. With 15,000 acres of nature, over 50 miles of trails, and dunes that tower nearly 250 feet high. Millions of people stop by their sandy beaches each year, looking out at the scene of lighthouses and sailboats on the water with the Chicago skyline shining off in the distance. And yet you're nestled in this peaceful place, a paradise, where you can experience natural wildlife, plants, and habitats that were here well before our state was even a state. Okay, so that one was called Indiana Dunes National Park. By the way, the Indiana Dunes National Park, the closest national park to Indianapolis. How long did you give yourself Mine was 15 seconds. I'll be curious to know what your number was before you wanted to just take a screwdriver and (laughs) jam it between your ears. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Good morning. It is 935. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Hey, question. Yeah. And I know we're going to get to this here in a little bit Mm -hmm. in more intricate detail, but just because I'm making notes Mm -hmm. of what I have to do this evening, Mm -hmm. you are going to watch the DeSantis Newsome thing, right? Yes, I am. Okay. And you don't need me. I will be spared from having to participate in this, correct? (laughs) You should watch it so that you're informed. Is it? No, I'm already informed, Casey. What am I I going to watch this and go, wow, Gavin Newsom? Is really You're a radical gonna miss leftist. the body language. You have to pay attention to <laughs> Why that. Why would I care about the body language? You can hear it tonight on WIBC, yes. by the way, if you're not near a television. Are you watching this because you're, you are you have to? It's your job. Mm-hmm. By the way, congratulations. You have now become Mock with the circle has gone. We've, it's gone full circle. You are now, when Mock was here, I made her do all the work as well. Mm-hmm. So congratulations. You have a picture where the people I, morphed. I think actually the congratulations <laughs> goes to you for success successfully pawning off all of your work to other people. It only took me a year and a half, and Mm -hmm. I was very concerned when she left that I was actually going to have to work. Right. And a year and a half in, I You whined long enough that you got that job off your plate. I have proved that if you are just difficult enough to work with, (laughs) that they will just get tired of you. You see, this is the thing, Casey, Mm -hmm. and I've done Mm -hmm. very well with this. 
I am productive enough in terms of the amount of people who listen where our management is like, we probably need to keep him, <laughs> but we need to keep him and deal with him as little as humanly possible. Mm -hmm. And so I've created the yeah. best of all worlds by which I have as much as you can, some semblance of job security in the radio business. Mm -hmm. Now the bell tolls for all of us eventually, but I produce enough that they want to keep me around, but yet they don't want to have any engagement with me whatsoever. Right. They tell me things like, <laughs> maybe you could have him do this. And I think, you know what? NMJ, not my job. I'm not his boss. You are. You people need to manage him, not uh... me. Hey, I wanted to share this with you um, because I know that you're not on Spotify. No. Do you no. use Spotify? Oh, no, don't, I don't do anything. We don't have time. We're going to have to get to it later. Jim Merritt's uh, going to join us coming up next, and yeah. we got to talk about all this drama going on with the guy we went to try to see yesterday. I know. Todd Rokita, boy, it's been a bad couple days for him. Yes, it has. Jim Merritt joins us next. It's 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Ninety-three WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Casey here, and oh. It is. Mm -hmm. He spent 30 years in the Indiana Senate, was once the most revered and respected man in the Indiana Senate until he became <laughs> friends with me, the great Jim Merritt. Hello. <laughs> you know, I saw on Facebook, I think it was the seventh anniversary of our first meeting just Amazing. recently happened. Time flies so quickly. And that those 102 yeah. uh, capital happenings. Uh, episodes they went by really quick casey and, and my life got markedly better and yours got worse so thanks for the trade-off there buddy i appreciate you letting me my life is pretty darn good <laughs> good <laughs> all right so let's talk about todd rokita now coming up a little bit later in the show mm -hmm. casey and i we made a little venture over to the state house you might have seen it online that was uh, perfect yeah we did a video <laughs> went over there to uh, drop off an invite to old uh, attorney general todd rokita to come come on our show we'll talk about that at 11 o'clock yeah later on this morning Okay, but in the meantime, he is, uh, boy, he is in some real hot water, potentially with the Disciplinary Commission in the state Supreme Court. Again, another complaint filed against him over, well, I guess his response to the last complaint that he had to work through. Uh, and this could be much, much worse considering he got off barely by a vote of three to two from the Supreme Court with a reprimand last time. Uh, a lot of people think the Attorney General might be in big trouble. What say you? <laughs> Well, it's like Groundhog Day. I know. We just keep doing the same thing over and over again. And a couple of attorney generals in a row now. It's um, uh, these are serious issues, and I, I think that uh, ethics and and the whole idea of public service needs to be higher. And and uh, I'm number one. I'm surprised they let you through security, Robert. <laughs> I, so, and we'll talk about this later. I am very, very careful when I am in the state house to not do anything that will get a nightstick in my ribs or cause me to spend an evening in the Marion County Jail. Because I know there's a whole bunch of people looking for an excuse to do either one of those two things. <laughs> well, it's, it was. Uh, I know you've been over there to see the governor, and that didn't work out. But, uh, oh, Jim, it got us a line in an email that will live for infamy on this.
this show. Okay. It would not serve Hoosiers well. Oh, oh it worked out perfectly. Okay, we'll stand on that email letter. It's, <laughs> but uh, it, 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 um, on a serious note, uh, the the Todd Rokita issue, where where and we talk about this on State House Happenings, where uh, you know Todd was uh, is from Northwest Indiana. He was he was a, a very good Secretary of State, uh, a, a a good and effective member of Congress, and and then he starts running for the U.S. Senate, and and something went fiery. Something something went off where he was he was being uh, paired with Luke Messer running for the U.S. Senate by uh, by Mike Braun, and so uh, it, he had to break out of that mold where he wasn't like Luke Messer. He lost track of who he was. I, I you know the fire and brimstone that got him to become the the attorney general, but in that convention, uh, he he played it like he wasn't. He wasn't Attorney General Hill. Yeah, and and, and so it it it. Um, yeah, it, it's, and, and what it's, you mean? And what you mean by that is he essentially said not 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 his words directly, but his supporters. Their argument was, "Hey, Curtis Hill had his law license suspended for thirty days for inappropriate behavior. This is going to be a black cloud over the entire party. We can't run the risk of losing this seat. Todd's every bit as conservative as Curtis, probably more. We need somebody with impeccable credibility and credentials and strong moral fiber to be the nominee. Well, now it looks like he might be in the same hot water or potentially even worse than Curtis was. And and Curtis has, uh, we've talked about this before, running for governor. He rolled out his governor campaign with massive, if you can call that in a five-person uh, primary, massive support of probably anywhere between 15 and 17 percent in the Republican Party. And that's the same thing that, that uh, the, our current attorney general enjoys as well he has a following in the republican party that is probably unmatched right now in the way of the 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 individuals who have just they're all in on todd rokita the problem is though jim and you know because you spent 30 years in the state house there's Mm -hmm. the with the attorney general especially there's the politics and there's the law and the thing i love about this when casey and i first met each other we were on a zoom call (laughs) <laughs> and I did my usual thing where I just unloaded on these people and who they were and why I am the way I am and why I dislike them. And admit it, you thought I was completely nuts and there was no way these people were as bad as I described them to you on that day two years ago. Yep, I thought you were a little, little and off. now that you have seen it, Casey, <laughs> and all of these things have essentially... How accurate was I on that initial description of what these people are? Well, yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> you didn't exaggerate too bad. Now that I know. And so this is the point. It's like when Todd Rokin was elected attorney general, Abdul said it, I said it. I know you thought it, and I think we even talked about it, that this guy, this is the worst position possible for him because you have to put the law ahead of the politics because there are legal ramifications of not doing that in this position. And he is totally incapable of doing that. Well, also, just keep in mind, the legislature uh, was, when when Curtis Hills was a Curtis Hill was an attorney general, and he had all this bad be- uh, report- reported bad behavior. Uh, the legislature, uh, not me, but many of many of, my, many of my colleagues were trying to kick him out. Yeah, and including and, the governor. Yes, and the, and uh, uh, you know, the, like the upper echelon leadership of the party, right? Was and, trying and, to get rid of this and, dude. And, and we made the decision: you just don't do that uh, to an elected. Uh, Policy elected attorney general uh, statewide, and so now 
with this situation he's got on got in in this groundhog day where he's uh, he's <laughs> got another complaint against him the legislature really can't help him yeah it's all up to five people yeah. who are very very well considered in the state of indiana and and two out of the five uh I, I I I wasn't there, but as, it sounds as though that the the previous complaint was that the individual uh, that was being complained about it wasn't tough enough. Yeah. So all they have to do is convince one out of the other three of the five, if you will, uh, to um, change their mind, mm-hmm. and and then he's at risk. How long is this going to pre- take? This process, you think? Well, uh, we talked about that on on state house happenings and. It, it probably happens within sixty days. Oh, okay. Uh, they're gonna, they're gonna. I think they'll charge forward with this disciplinary commission, and and uh, he's at risk. The the complaint against him is compelling. Him being Todd Rokita, by the way, Jim Merritt's our, our guest, because it's made by a lady who used to work for uh, for that body for the disciplinary commission. I think Paula Cardoza Jones is her name. So it's not some just radical outside the mainstream Lionel Hutz from the Simpsons. If I don't win your pizzas free type of person, this is a person who knows the commission, the charge of the commission. It knows what they're supposed to do. She's, you know, intricately familiar with the Supreme Court and how they're supposed to operate in all of this. And she laid out a compelling case in this complaint about, hey, this guy, this guy being Rokita, signs an affidavit admitting the wrongdoing, essentially is admitting that he could not defend this in front of the Supreme Court. So in exchange for you saying that, we will give you less of a sentence. It happens in the criminal system, you know, all the time, just everybody time and effort and resources. And Rokita then just fires out as soon as the ruling comes down. Well, I could have beat it, and I, I you know, I, I would, I would have won. But I just wanted to save the taxpayers a bunch of time and money. And she's saying, "Wait a second! You signed an affidavit saying you did it. You can't then deny you Turn did around. it because if you're denying yep. it, then you signed a false affidavit." He's really stuck on this, Jim. He is stuck, and and like I said, you you have incredible support in the Republican Party. You have incredible support in the supermajorities in the legislature. And and but but you're on your own now. You're on your own, and it's between it's up to people that did not elect you that you supported and um, and have defended. Uh, you're you're at risk because all you have to do is change one mind. He's not having a great week because no. he's dealing with this. He had a visit from Rob Kendall, <laughs> and then this morning a judge dismissed that lawsuit against TikTok that he alleged that there were safety and privacy concerns. So he's not really winning on any front this week. Sometimes things happen in, in numbers. Well, it's a, but it's another example, Casey. And we talk, again, you know how I hate. Casey, what do I hate above all else? Being right. Yeah, on this program, I yeah. hate, I hate, I hate. <laughs> I know nobody's listening, but I hate having to come on here and be right. How we talked about how this lawsuit against TikTok mm-hmm. is totally political. Mm-hmm. Again, it's not about the law. It's about him trying to score political points. And once again, I was proven correct. He lost this because you as a grown-ass woman, Casey, mm-hmm. can decide whether you want to give your info to China. It's none of Todd Rokita's business. <laughs> and because it wasn't rooted in the law, it was rooted in politics the same way mm-hmm. as him going on Fox News. wasn't about the law. It was about the politics yeah. and being able to see his mug on TV. And the same way as his response to the Supreme Court ruling wasn't about the law. Law, it was about politics. 
He just keeps losing and getting himself in a world of trouble, Jim. I think really to push his button, I should put that video of us on my TikTok account. Absolutely. <laughs> Keep me the heck off TikTok. Hey, what's going... By the way, real quick before I let you go, we covered this with Kloppenstein sign yesterday. Yeah. You were almost a victim of a scam. I was. I, I, it, it, it's, um, it, you know, I, I have a... a some knowledge about the, the about situations with scams. I worry about senior citizens. I worry about people who don't know who to call and and make sure that that uh, individuals are are called into account. And so this scam that I that uh, I, it, it was it, it was just a difficult situation. And I'm glad Brad talked about it on the on the way. Yeah. So just real quick, in case you missed it, you can go back and hear yesterday's podcast. I think we did that an hour or two yesterday. Mm-hmm. If you want to go back and listen, you had somebody who called you pretending to be from, was it the the uh, Hamilton County? It, yes, Sheriff's it was the Hamilton office? County Sheriff's Office. And they were, and they were and this individual, Officer Leonard, <laughs> was saying that I hadn't um, I hadn't. I, I agreed to be a, a juror in uh, a U.S. Uh, U.S. Superior Court, and and, uh, and but I had agreed to it, signed it, but didn't show up, and I needed to uh, post bail. Yeah, you had to pay for it. <laughs> yeah, they wanted fifteen hundred dollars because I I did not appear. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know the score, right? You spent thirty years in the Senate. You and Kloppenstein Stein were smart enough to you know kind of mess with this guy and get it figured out that it was a fraud but an average elderly person i could totally see we had somebody on on uh social media respond casey would say they got me on this they mm-hmm. took 400 dollars out of my oh, venmo wow. and and so it's a real deal and if people experience this they need to call their authorities because this has got to stop yes it and when, when, everyone uh, when in the i was on the phone with this individual uh brad brad kloppenstein Kloppenstein actually called the individual, and and it it worked out okay. But I really worry about those individuals who uh, don't have the depth of of the connections that I do, and 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 the knowledge that this was a scam going on, and and they could have gotten fifteen hundred dollars out of me. You know what's not a scam? It's merit the morning. Where can we find that at? It's uh, <laughs> YouTube, uh, Facebook, uh, Jim underscore merit, yeah, uh, or underline merit, underline merit, yeah, Jim underline <laughs> merit. Twitter, Twitter. But, yes, uh, absolutely. Yeah, so please give us a listen. Uh, Casey, uh, that's it for me. We Sounds love you, Would yeah. they have taken gift cards, by the way, in the scam? <laughs> Probably. You know, I'm glad I didn't give my social security number. You me know, too. You know, yeah, not, it, they do that. Yeah. You know, Jim, uh, Nigel once tried to give a stripper three doors down tickets in lieu of cash, so you could have tried that too. <laughs> <laughs> they, they'll take anything, though. All right, thank you, Jim. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.